Welcome to Living Water Radio. I think we would all say that we need a vacation from the pandemic, but where would we go? We all have a vocation, and it can be used everywhere. My name is Pastor David Burkadal. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ slash Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I've worked in a variety of blue-collar summer jobs, served in the Marine Corps, played drums and jazz bands, and was a competitive master swimmer. After college in Minnesota and a seminary in Berkeley, I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the 110 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that our son, who works from home, told us someone had posted a meme online that said, maybe instead of saying we work from home, we should say we live at work. Because he said that's the way it feels sometimes. Life during this pandemic can be disoriented at times, including the way we think of our work. Microsoft commissioned a study of how people are doing working from home, and one of the conclusions was shocking. Sounds like clickbait, doesn't it? Well, it was surprising. The study found that most people who work at home put in more hours than they did when they worked in an old normal office. The people who did the study reflected that it was probably because people were temporarily distracted to do personal chores, get interrupted more often, take time to homeschool their children, etc. And then they had to finish their work. But still... It's interesting, isn't it? And it's probably another reason why people are so exhausted staying at home. Of course, people who are working from home also say they are happy to have a job. Millions of people do not. And they have the burden of want and the need to look for a job. So I think that everyone would say they need a vacation. But how do you take a vacation during the pandemic? RV sales are booming. Cruise ships are taking the first tentative trips and being shut down, there are few options and limited finances, so fewer people are taking vacations. All of us, however, still have our vocations. What's the difference between a vacation and a vocation? Well, for starters, one letter. The word vocation does not mean our job. The word vocation comes from the Latin word vocare, to call. It is the basis for the English word vocal. It means calling. Each of us has a calling. In many Christian churches, it is said that a candidate for the ministry, for being a pastor, needs to have a calling to the ministry. That hasn't been said much about people who aren't clergy, and not enough. We had vocational training and vocational schools, but that was simply understood to be about a job. It missed an important point. Martin Luther, the 16th century reformer and first Protestant, said that the calling to be a shoemaker and the calling to be a pastor are no different, and one is not better or holier than the other. Christians receive God's calling to be teachers, or doctors, or custodians, or electricians. One of our life's chief tasks is to determine what it is that God is calling us to do with our lives, what our vocation is and then to do that job as a calling from God. When I was in seminary, Bill Deal, who was a vice president of Bethlehem Steel, 
came to speak about his book about the nature of a Christian calling. I remember that he asked us to think about the most important characteristic of a Christian in the workplace. Many said it was integrity, or a Christian witness, or ethical behavior, like in the story about a man who was being interviewed for a senior position at IBM by the company's founder, Thomas Watson. At one point during a break, the president's phone rang, and he asked the candidate to answer it. The man did, and then put his hand over the mouthpiece and said that as was Mr. So-and-so. Thomas Watson, the president, said, tell him I'm not here. The candidate took his hand off the mouthpiece, handed it to the president, and said, you tell him. The president took the call, and when he finished, he was livid. The candidate looked at him and said, if I can lie for you, I can lie to you, and I never will. He got the job and had a long and productive career with IBM. And I think most of us would say that was a good example of Christian behavior in the workplace. But that's not what Mr. Deal said was the most important quality of a Christian. He said the most important quality of a Christian in the workplace was competence. Competence, because that quality is an expression of the knowledge that we don't just have a job. We have a vocation. And honoring that vocation our calling, is what we give to God in response to what he has first given us by doing the job well. Romans 12, uh, beginning at the fourth verse, says, For as one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members one of another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness. Martin Luther said, The Christian shoemaker does his duty not by putting little crosses on the shoes, but by making good shoes, because God is interested in good craftsmanship. It is our calling that gives our work dignity. So what about a vacation? I once heard a Luther scholar say that Luther would not be a great choice to look to when speaking about self-care. Luther once said, the pitcher goes to the well until it breaks. He lived in a time when retirement, even weekends and vacations were unheard of, particularly for the non-rich, which was almost everybody. Even before the pandemic, Americans were notorious in the world for not taking vacation time. August is a vacation month in most of Europe and some of the rest of the world. Almost everything except a few places frequented by tourists shuts down. We prepared for the opposite when I was in seminary. I took a course on future study in which one theme was that Homo sapiens, humanity the wise, would be replaced by Homo ludens, humanity the playful. We were told that in the future, most of the work done by humans would be done by machines. There would be only a very small number of people necessary to maintain the machines. One of our biggest challenges as pastors would be to help find people find meaning in their lives when they had nothing that needed to be done by them. But we're not there yet. We're at a place where few of us can or will take a vacation this year. But we all have a vocation, a calling from God, for our work within a broader calling as disciples of Christ. In Paul's 
letter to the Ephesians, the fourth chapter, beginning at the first verse, he says, I therefore, a prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in all. Vacations come and go, but our vocation is for life and beyond as the people of God. Pandemic or not, our vocation gives our lives shape, meaning, and purpose. It is a gift from God. God will find a way for us to put our gifts to work for God's glory. What opportunities do you have to exercise your calling during this pandemic? Today, let's remember to pray for those who are financially struggling, for the most vulnerable among us, and for those who feel insecurities of any kind. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet at at davidberkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same address and we'll include them next time. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have currently available and support the church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.